welcome to the Coming of Age podcast, a podcast for a bunch of teenagers with no life experience and we're analyze movies they don't understand. My name is Poppy Sad Movie Livingstone. Um, my name is Lulu Adam Sandler Dalzell Jr. My name is <laughs> Okay, and this is the Coming of Age podcast. Uh, we have a pretty quick episode on the table today because yep. Michael has to go hang out with cooler people. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to start off, as we often do, with some shout-outs. Uh, yeah. Who would like to go first? Um, so I have an anti-shout-out to the Oscars. Subversive. <laughs> yeah, I, um, uh, I hate the Oscars nomination so much. And that's all I'll say on that. Okay, well, do you want to give like one example um, of something you're angry Yeah, about? <laughs> a lot of things were incredibly <laughs> snubbed, in my humble opinion. I might something be... that rhymes with schmerced maformed. Yes, um, which might be first reformed <laughs> was snubbed across the board, except for best original screenplay. I also thought eighth grade was snubbed for best original screenplay. I watched it yesterday for the first time. Really like. That's what the sound of me liking a movie. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, kind of hate it a lot. I watched the eighth grade and immediately after I watched Bring It On and those are just two really different ends of like the middle to high school representation spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Both fantastic movies. I agree. Bring It On is a lot more racially charged than I remember. Yeah. Michael? Yes. So, <laughs> my, uh, mo- my movie shout out is Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Or G- it's Gyllenhaal. I, I call him Gyllenhaal because it's a G. Wow, you're quirky. So, the thing about him is I like him a lot. He's very cool. He's a good actor. Hmm. You ever seen an interview of him? He seems yes. like a really chill dude. Seems mm-hmm. like he's just kind of like in that like middle dad age where he's like just almost like before dad age. He just seems yeah. like a dreamy eyes. Don't forget yeah, the dreamy yeah, eyes. Yeah, he just seems like it. Seems like a bro. Seems like someone you'd want to like hang out with. Like some bridge with maybe. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he's. Fortnite, I don't know. Jake yeah. looks like I would invite him over to play like Mousetrap with me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, ah, oh, dude, I'm so sorry I have youth group, you know, for yeah, my church, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, oh, that sucks, man. And like, we wouldn't really be like that close, but like, you know, we'd always yeah. be like amicable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the vibe he gives me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I respect yeah. that. Yeah, nice. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, my shout out is a little bit more abstract. We're going a little bit more in the Picasso direction. It's not that abstract. It's still movie related. My shout out is movie recommendations. Because I've been recently been asking for and receiving a lot of movie recommendations from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I refuse to shout them out, but my good English teacher, Mr. Goldberg, has been giving me a lot of movie recommendations, one of which was Happy as Lazaro, which I then yes. passed on to Lulu. It's very nice. Uh, I also ask my brothers for movie recommendations all the time because I constantly crave their validation. All that kind of stuff. Like, I just... When you ask for a movie recommendation from someone, it kind of implies that you, like, value their opinion and their taste. And at the same time, sorry, Lulu just touched a bug that is dead. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. There is a dead stink bug on my table, and Lulu just gently stroked it and tried to pass it off like she didn't do it. I pushed it and stroked it. Goodbye. Okay. Why did you turn Lulu turned the bug so that it wasn't looking at her. He didn't want to make eye contact with it. Oh my god. Okay, so, back to movie recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) The bug is on the ground now. Um, I just think that when you ask for a movie recommendation for someone, it is kind of saying, like, I like the stuff that you like and I want to hear, like, more of what you like. And then when someone gives you a recommendation, not only do you get to learn something that they like, but you also get to see how they view you. Because they're factoring in all the things that they know about you and all the things that they know that you like and coming up with 
a whole new idea. And I just really love that. And I think that it's a very fun, like, exchange of ideas. Like, um, you know, you guys recommended Eighth Grade to me, and I recommended Happy's Lazaro, which was a recommendation from Mr. Goldberg, and, like, my brothers recommended The Goods to me, and I told all my friends about it. Like, it just... This fun, constant cycle of giving and getting input and recommendations that I yeah. love. Also, quick shout out to Letterboxd. It's a fantastic yes. app. And one that actually feels like you're exchanging ideas rather than formulaically yeah. receiving a recommendation for, like, I don't know, like, some random movie I don't want to see again. Yeah. Like, you like, get you actual... You like, obligated to like yeah. a movie that's, like... I know, it's... Yeah. If it has a good writing. Like, I got... Yeah. I swear to God, I got, um... Superboy Walter Mini, one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time, <laughs> has, like, a 60 or 60... Yeah. It's a 62. I'm not gonna act like I don't know what it is. It's a 62, <laughs> and I hate it. it yeah. Me, it made me, like, visibly upset yeah. until now, which I no longer think about those things. Yeah, yeah. No, it connects back to the whole Oscars thing. I just yeah. feel like a lot of the critical acclaim and stuff like that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, that's why I love... That's why I'm, like, constantly pestering people for recommendations for everything, like movies mm-hmm. and TV shows and books and all that stuff. It's because, like, every movie... Not every movie. Like, a lot of movies are someone's favorite movie, and I, I, when I watch a movie and I know that someone loves it, I get to learn a little bit more about them as a person. Yeah. Um, and great. also, so I Poppy agree. and I have been recommending First Reformed to Michael for... <laughs> Who has rudely refused yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't refused It's to free watch. on Amazon Prime. Listen, you I have got, no excuse. I got homework and... Um, and horses to you draw. You might only draw horses. I got draw some horses. Michael's favorite activity is drawing horses and, like, dancing. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's actually really valid of you. Yeah. Speaking of horses, y'all seen Secretariat? No. No, that's not a horse. That's a like a corporate position. What is that? What are you joking? Secretariat. Oh, like secretary. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, funny joke. I like the movie Secretariat. End of conversation. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. So, speaking of movie recommendations, Uh, and speaking of Mr. Goldberg, (laughs) who's standing right over there. How are you, Sam? It's me. <laughs> um, I just recently read the book Wildlife, and it was very good, and I liked it a lot. I said wildlife. I said it in a weird way. Wildlife. I just read the book Wildlife. Um, it is a really good book that was kind of weird to read, and I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I was kind of just saying that I liked it to seem like smart or whatever. <laughs> so we decided to watch the movie Wildlife, which recently came out with Michael Shoutout, Jake Gyllenhaal. It all yeah. comes back together. It was Oscar yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah, recommended wait, to me by Mr. Goldberg. It was Oscar nominated? Yeah, it was Oscar nominated, oh, I believe. Wait, seriously, for what? I think that Carrie Mulligan got it. Oh, wait, and, and also, it is Jake Gyllenhaal. So, we just watched this movie, like, actually 10 minutes ago. Uh, you just, you just uh, brushed over my comment. Uh, would you like to repeat your comment? Best Walsit. It got nominated for it. Yeah. Okay, that's too oh, specific yeah. of a joke. For yeah, that's too, too neat. Anyone in our <laughs> There was a scene in which Jake Gyllenhaal did a very funny Walsit. It kind of looked like he was pooping. Um, so, we just watched Wildlife ten minutes ago, and we all thought that it was a very good movie, I think. I loved it. it was a I thought it was divine. a fantastic movie. So we're just going to very briefly talk about this. We know that it's not as accessible as something like Spider-Verse or like stuff that we have talked about uh, before. But, I mean, in the honor of recommending things to people, to our actual three listeners, if you haven't seen this movie, Shout I wholeheartedly out. recommend it. It is, like, a truly fantastic meditation on family and, like, love and pride and all of this stuff. And it is just, mm-hmm, and also very visually beautiful. So, we 
mm-hmm. family dynamics of the 1960s. Yeah, and I think 50s and 60s. I think I might have yeah, misinterpreted yeah. that. Um, so, with that in mind, we all have a little snippet of this movie that we really liked and that we are going to talk about. So, yeah. Oh, also, before we start, it was not nominated for any awards, mm. which goes back to my point that the Oscar nominations this year are a bit wacky. Are kind of stupid. I would agree. Yeah. So. As Michael mentioned, this movie plays a lot into the family dynamics of the 1950s, so we thought an interesting way to structure this would be for each of us to talk about a character Mm -hmm. that we were particularly drawn to within this family unit. So, quick summary, like one-sentence summary, maybe a little bit more than one sentence, I'm prone to rambling. Uh, Wildlife is a movie that takes place in the 1950s about a family, uh, mother, son, and father, who have relocated to Montana, where a wildfire is raging in the mountains. And the father is fired from his job, and his pride is hurt, and so he goes off to fight the fire in the mountains, which leads the mom to spiral into a series of bad decisions, and leads her to be being an increasingly selfish and ignorant mom to her very sweet son. So, as Michael said, this plays a lot into family dynamics, so we thought that for the sake of structure, uh, we would take a look at each part of the family in this movie. Uh, so, you know, the father... Yes the mother, and the son. So, Michael? I will start by talking about the father, because I feel like he is the starter of the whole incident that the movie is based upon. He is a character that is... He's very stereotypical of a classic man in the 50s or 60s, I'd say. He, he's, he's caught up in pride, and when his pride is hurt, it leads him to irrational decisions. He, mm-hmm. he bases, like, everything that he does off of this, like, feeling of, like, not what's best for the family, but, like, what makes him feel the best about himself. Like, it's more about, mm-hmm. like, being a respectable man than actually providing for his family. He goes off to fight his wa- these wildfires, like, not because it's, it's like, what makes the most money. He's or, earning or a dollar or, an hour, yeah. yeah. Or what helps the family at all. He has access to other jobs, but he sees it more as, like, an opportunity to prove himself. And mm-hmm. it seems like, and nobody even cares, it seems. Yeah. He's in a new neighborhood. Yeah. He's not proving himself to anyone. His family doesn't want him to. He's only proving himself to himself. Yeah, and he's... I think there's, like, a level of gentleness to his character at the yeah. beginning yeah. where, like, he doesn't... Like, he is, like, a stereotype of, like, a man in that time, but he isn't... Like, he's still, he's, like, a He's sweet gentle guy. and, like, yeah. sensitive he's is what very, it kind of no, feels yeah. like. He's very developed. He just has this, like, outer layer yes. of, like, yeah. what he thinks he ought to be. Yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal with his beautiful, beautiful eyes very yes. accurately conveys this kind of, like sensitivity and like hurtness i don't know yeah. he was just yeah so good character very nice yeah it was just it was interesting how he was reoffered this job and he ha- he has like this intense moral compass where he's like no i don't work for men like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's he's just like a driven and like misguided and sensitive character yeah. that's like really interesting especially to see for that time because the other men which is very few that we see in this movie are all very like even more stereotypical men for yeah. the period. They're, yeah. like, total, like, fought in both wars, like, kind of machismo, but, like, kind of yeah. stilted, like, yeah. weird men. So, I don't know. He just... That was the kind of character that I feel like is really, like, sticks with you. Yeah. He was just, yeah. like... Uh, oh, also, didn't they say that he got laid off because he's being almost, like, too personal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the, too, yeah. That's interesting. I, yeah. Think, I think the reason that he cared so much about his career is possibly because his home life was so bad that, like, this was the one thing mm-hmm. he could hold on to, and that's why he had such, like, a yeah. strict moral code about it. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. But the thing, like, the family, at the beginning of the movie, 
What I think is really great about this movie, though, is, like, it's a blank slate. Because you yeah. know it's a drama. Like, it's advertised as a drama. Yeah. And you know that the inciting incident is this dad going off the wildfire. But previously, I mean, like, the family, like, the mom and the dad, like, weren't being intimate. But that is, like, the only problem that we really see. Yeah. The inciting incident is him going to the fire. What I think is really interesting about this movie is that it could go in any direction with any of the characters. Like, we've been seeing a lot of movies, like, you know... 8th grade, mid-90s, where it's about a young character going and making bad decisions as a result of their situation. It could have been the son making bad decisions. I thought, when I was reading the book, I was like 90% sure the dad was going to take up a lover, possibly a male lover, yeah, because of the line like the where he says that, that, like, a man can love a man. Yeah. Just saying. I just think it was really interesting, like, kind of blank slate character, blank slate situation. No, yeah, I actually agree with you with, like, the, the affair. I think I also, because when they went up, like, the mom and the son were talking and she said to him, do you think that he is like a woman out there? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I thought that was going to like, like kind of like cheat us. I were like, oh, maybe he does. But then it turns out it's a man. Yeah. And then like that different. That would be crazy, man. Yeah. All that this. didn't even go through my head. But really? Like, that's just because I'm, I'm always searching for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I cannot read Great Gatsby without being like, hmm, Nick's mm-hmm. describing Gatsby's smile quite a bit. 12 mm-hmm. times to be exact. Wow, that's, that's it's quite a bit. Quite a few times a for a times. heterosexual man. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, as a result of the dad leaving, what the movie is really about, which kind of surprised me when I was reading the book, uh, the first time I read the book, I read it assuming it was about the son, because the son is the narrator, yeah. and he is, like, effectively, like, the person that stuff is affecting in this book, but I actually ended up having to reread the entire book for the mom, because when I ended the book, I realized, oh, this is not a book about a son. This is a book about a mom. So Carrie Mulligan played the mother, uh, Jeanette, in this movie, and she was fantastic. Um, she made every line of dialogue that confused me or like just seemed kind of stilted in the book to make 100% perfect sense in the movie. Um, so this mom, kind of spoilers, but like not really, it's the plot of the movie. When the dad goes away, she not necessarily overreacts, but, like, she spirals into this super unhealthy lifestyle where she is suddenly saying really weird, inappropriate things to her son. And she, like, literally two days after her husband leaves, she starts having an affair with this man who's much older than her and just acting really strange and really, like... Lashing ro- out. Lashing yeah. out and being robotic. And it was, honest, like, honest to God, one of, like, the most beautiful and impressive, like, feats of acting that I have ever seen because... She is playing this character where you have no idea what's going on in your head, but Carrie Mulligan just was so effective and fantastic and, like, rich and so in-depth with the mood swings of this character. Um, And what I really liked about the mom is that she is, like, quote-unquote, the villain of this movie, but at the same time, you sympathize with her and you view her as a cautionary tale. Like, she is the microcosm of what woman in the 1950s and 60s, like, unhappy woman in the 1950s and 60s wanted to be. You know, like, she starts having an affair, and she, you know, like, leaves her husband, which is, like, I mean, you know, kind of spoiler. She starts her own, she starts wearing pants, and she gets her own job, and she gets her own apartment. Like, she is what people back then probably would have been best for them. But the cool part about it was she was not the hero. In this age where there are all these movies coming out with these strong female characters who are, like, breaking out like I just saw on the basis of sex, like, all of this kind of thing. In this movie, like, the oppressed woman was the villain. And you saw how even though a woman can be doing something that is, like, 
you know, good like for her. good yeah, for her. Like still, hell yeah, she left her husband. Like that actually has repercussions shit. and that has effects. Yeah. And I think that's so necessary. I think sure. that is that is masterful and that is fantastic. Like I think that for every movie that we see, they did a good job at like re-explaining a gross simplification. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, yeah, it, it explored something that I think we need more flawed women, like in yeah. movies, because we either get a gross oversimplification of what a bad woman is, and we just see someone who's like very vapid and self-absorbed, or we see like a woman with very few flaws. We mm-hmm. see her as perfect and like not manic pixie dream girl, but like yeah. an, a very idealized version of what a woman should be, and seeing someone with Seeing, like, a female character with this much... And a mother, no less. Yeah. Someone who is supposed to be either perfect or the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone with that much... Like... It was just a lush character. Like, it was just, oh, so good and so well-acted. And I just really liked that. That yeah. said, terrible person. <laughs> worst yeah. decisions. Yeah. Hit her son. Bad. Yeah. The acting was... Mm-hmm. I also really, so I really, really appreciated how this movie depicted aggression without violence. Yes. Mm. Except uh, for that one. Uh, yeah. Except for that one little. Sure. Um, yeah. But it wasn't like. Yeah. No, it yeah. wasn't in that context. It was like this movie would have these sudden or emotional abuse. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Um, so that's what I liked about the mom. Just had, like this very um, deeply, deeply flawed character who you could see why she was doing it without fully understanding. I thought yeah. that that was like beautiful. I completely and agree. And my good friend Lou Dalzell. Yes, so I'm focusing on the son, Joe. Ed Oxenbold played Joe, the son. He was amazing. Great performance. Um, Something very interesting I noticed a lot with the son is that, say something was... So there's this point where he, the mom brought him up to look at the fire. And we mm. the camera focused on his face for a really long time. And we just saw his reaction to the fire. This also happened when he watched his dad get laid off. We didn't see what was happening. We just saw his face. This happened when... Um, the mom was at the dinner and he was dancing with, she was dancing with, um, Mr. Miller and we just saw his face and a lot of the times we didn't see what was making him, like, upset or feel, like, uneasy or whatever he was feeling. We just saw him and I thought that this really, like, what, mm-hmm. like, what, um, you were saying, like, what Poppy was saying about, like, he was almost like a fishbowl, like, a fish looking out in a fishbowl, like, we just saw what he was see- seeing without it being, like, narrated by him. Yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting that, because you could tell that he is, so sad through some parts mm. of the movie which is awful to see because you just really like f- felt so bad for him and i just thought it was so interesting how it showed like the parents effects in this child even like like what you guys said like there was no physical abuse except for that one little shocking part with a slap um <laughs> yep um but it was just showed how this like does affect kids and also like the, how, like, parents, these, like, downfalls, even though, like, the mom was spirally, even though that obviously negatively affected her, it affected him so much, and how everything, um, dominoes, like, the dad mm-hmm. leaving everything dominoes, and he was just the last domino, I feel yeah. like he got the worst of it, and it was just so sad to see, because I feel like in this situation, it could have been done as just showing how it affected the mom, mm-hmm. or the dad, or, like, he could have been left out of it, yeah. because he wasn't, like, an inciting incident, he was just mm-hmm. there, and I felt like that was the saddest part. And it it really, like, that character is a purely passive character. Like, yeah. he, like, you know, like, the whole fishbowl thing, like, when I first read it, and then again when I watched it, it's, it feels like he is, like, watching his life through an aquarium, and he isn't reacting enough to what's going on because of, like, the distance that he yeah. has from what's going on, and he can't do anything to stop it. Like, yeah. he is behind a wall, and he's seeing what's going on, yeah. but he can't do anything. Um, 
and no one else is seeing him. Like, mm-hmm. no one is... It's like, it's like one of those, like, you know, like, prison observation, like, mirror window things. Yeah, like, he yeah. can see everything that's going on, but no one is able to look back yeah. at him. Like, he is completely stuck and completely passive. And I thought that that was just, like... It's such a, a good wait, device. That like, is such, wait, that's actually such a good analogy because you could argue that the mom saw, like, either herself or the father in him. And that's why she acted some of the way that she yeah, did. Yeah, because... And vice versa with the dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no point when the mom... The mom was, like, I mean, like, gaslighting him to yeah. be... To go, like, against his dad. And she was guilt-tripping him and doing these things that, like, everyone knows manipulative people. And everyone has met a kind of person who says, like apologizes but then goes like i'm so sorry i know i'm like the worst person alive yeah and like that's what the mom does and yeah. i think that that was like so inappropriate such an inappropriate way to act towards your son, towards your son. Yeah. and such, such a bad example for your son and he manages to stay good and stay pure through that entire yeah. thing but he's obviously very damaged by it and i just yeah. thought what a fantastic movie like what yeah. a- oh it tended God. to focus more on the reactions of things than the actual action yeah, yeah. something I that's loved. super rare in movies show don't really, tell show don't tell yeah. it's really yeah it's really easy to like have a bunch of stuff happen and like brush over its effects but this yeah. movie was all about the and effects. the sun was like the effects of yeah. everything and like it just showed him because he was the effects of literally everything that happened yeah i just <sighs> that is like a just what a wildlife man you know such a wild yes 100 percent. yeah yeah, I also gotta say, uh, don't read the book. I mean, read the book, obviously, but, like, I, I, okay, gotta say, I like the movie a lot more than the book. I just, yeah. there was something about it that was just so, like, quiet and, like, also simultaneously very, like, and vibrant. the score was really The score nice. was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, like, yeah, like, the eerie, the eeriness <laughs> of the movie, like, the music was just so good. Yeah. So, Wildlife, five out of five, in my opinion. I agree. You know, I'm sure I, there's also something with the fire that we're. Uh, oh no! I, I, oh, yeah, do you want me to go into the metaphor for the fire? Maybe, yeah. Okay, we can like cut it out, but pretty much. Hey guys, future Poppy here editing the podcast. Full disclosure: I do spoil like the entire point of the movie coming up, so skip ahead forty seconds if you don't want like the entire point of the movie to be ruined for you. Peace. I'll tell you what it is in the book because it's it still the, is to an extent in the movie, but yeah. so pretty much it says that a drunk. Um, lit a cigarette and dropped it in a pile of brush and that's what caused the fire. The drunk is the dad, the fire is the mom. She believes that whatever happen- ha- is happening in her life is predetermined, that it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so she is the fire and there's this thing that the dad talks about where a bear climbs into a tree and the tree catches on fire and the bear jumps out and runs away. And the bear is the son who is trapped in his mother's Thank life Laura, and yeah. she's tra- he's, he's trapped in like this cycle of just manipulation that he's in and he's just running wherever he can go and it's influenced by his mom oh, I and it is one of the most beautiful literary mal- metaphors that I've ever read and yeah. it hits you so hard at the end of the book and it is <clears throat> yeah isn't that such an amazing oh you guys should actually read the book you guys should really yeah. read the book um, okay so that was our quick little review of wildlife if yeah. you haven't seen it go see it or perish yep that's a fact in a mm-hmm. wildfire I keep thinking it's called Bangarang, like the Skrillex. Michael Edm Bodwin. Um, yeah. Guys, wait, did you guys know that Edm stands for Electric Dance Music? Yes. You didn't know that you Edm stood for Electric Dance Music? Oh my god. Did you know that Mom spelled backwards is Wow? Did you know really? that Boob spelled backwards is Poop? I said that. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Her mind. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Damn. Whoa. Yeah, this is a professional film podcast. Yeah. No big diff. Uh, so. Michael has to go party with some boys, so before he goes to party with some boys, we're going to play a quick round of Howling Wells Film Guide. Just okay. of the game, I say a random movie from a random time and a random place. You guys and myself have to guess what it's about. Yep. Things are kind of freaky, things are kind of weird. 
All right, guys, tell me a little bit about the movie Johnny One Eye, 1950, USA. Okay, I'll start. All right. So, Johnny One Eye. What is it? <laughs> Johnny One Eye. <laughs> Johnny One Eye. To me, this movie is about a man. And you ever see Borat? Of course I've seen yeah, Borat. It's what a little bit like for? Borat. So this Whoa. man, he, he's like a pirate. He's got one eye because he's a pirate. And he's been sailing around the ocean blue. And all of a sudden, it's 1950. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, it is. So he's, a, so he's a pirate and he's out there being a pirate. And he comes, he comes to America in 1950. He's like, ah, give me all your beauty. And they're like, do you want the car? And he's like, wah. And that's it. And <laughs> he's a pirate, just like how you know Borat comes to America and he's like, "Where is your sex machine?" And no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Dude, can I just say that Borat was spot on, and I'm so glad to be your friend. Thank you. <laughs> Bad Borat impression. Be well. What did you just say? You said was that, just was that in English? No, like I mean, yeah, like, I, the plot. Can you please retell? Yes, I'm gonna say it. So, Johnny One Eye. This is about a man. Because you know how pirates usually have one eye. And this is a movie in the 1950s. Actually, did you know that pirates didn't usually have one eye? Okay. In that, that they put the eye patch over one of their eyes so that they went into the dark cellars they could put it over the other eye and that eye was accustomed to the dark so they could see in the dark? Whoa. Boom! Pirate fact for you! Actually, that's, that's, that's really, that's really, that's really cool. insane, but I don't think that's how eyes work. But Yes, yeah. it is. My stepdad's an ophthalmologist. Go to Spectre Eye Care. Friends and family discount, bitch. Yeah. Am I, I count? You're actually not my friend anymore because you didn't yeah. trust my pirate knowledge. No, I God. trusted your pirate knowledge. I just didn't know if that was scientifically accurate. I'm the accurate. daughter of an ophthalmologist, dude. <laughs> this is like my two wheelhouses. <laughs> Get out of my wheelhouse, Michael. Okay, Alu? Okay. No, I didn't fit it. Uh, you don't deserve to finish. Yeah. Okay, so um, since we just watched Wildlife, I took this in the direction of a drama. Of course! So, um, <laughs> of course you did. So I was thinking that this man, Johnny, he starts out with two eyes, oh, um, and so he goes in to have heart surgery, um, and, and, they, miss, and, and they miss, and they miss, <laughs> <laughs> he miss, and so he goes out, his heart's the same, and he has one less eye. This is also... Everybody's just part with his eye! <laughs> the doctor sneezes. He has the doctor sneeze. Um, and so, basically, he's like, okay, this sucks, but I want my eye. And he spends the entire time finding his eye, and his family falls apart. He gets addicted to heroin, <laughs> and he shoots it into his like lack of eye, you know. Um, and so, but then okay, it's done. It's really depressing. Everyone's like ah, and then the credits roll, and then we say we see Finn question mark, and then there's an after credit scene, which is the box. Of that hasn't the eye in it. And he's like, "What's in the box?" No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ah. <laughs> um, so the box of the eye washes up on a beach in the south of France, and we see the body of a mime next to it, and it has um, a little bottle in the mouth. But we only see the eye, and then. The box top pops off and we see the eye. Yo, box tops? Box I really want my school to get a new auditorium. Please, hand in your box tops. <laughs> so that is Johnny One Eye. We're on a roll, guys. Yeah. Neither of those actually made any sense. This is fantastic. <laughs> Alright, guys, I'm here to blow your gourds one miracle at a time. Johnny, okay. I was recently watching On the Basis of Sex in the movie theaters. It's not about the S word. 
sex. Schizophrenia. (laughs) The basis of sex. So before, I was so excited to see the trailers. The trailers were terrible. One of the trailers is for one of those, like, Christian movies, Mm. where it's like, he fell into the lake, but he's still alive. It must be Christ. So here's what Johnny One-Eyes about. Poor Johnny. It's so sad. He was walking down the the hill to get some water, and he fell, oh my god, he fell so hard, he was rolling, okay? He was rolling. Yeah. You can imagine this yeah. happening right oh, now. You know, yeah. he's rolling, he hits his head on a rock. Ow! Oh. He just keeps on rolling. He catches him on a stick. Oof, that's gonna hurt later. He keeps on going, he's rolling, he's rolling. And you think that he's finally like, he comes to a stop? A bird drops a rock on his head, into his eye. He loses oh his god. eye. And then he's, he's in the hospital. He's fine, but he just doesn't have an eye. And his mom's like, we have to send our, th- our thoughts and prayers. And if you pray for my son then we'll all make it out okay. Anyway, so what happens is everyone signs in their thoughts and prayers. Uh, one like equals one prayer. And, guys, get this. Johnny grows his eye back. But it's not what you think. Oh it's not what you think. Oh, oh my god, what is it? He grows it back. A different color! No. He's David Bowie. In his belly button. Oh, oh my like, god! I'm a freak! And everyone's like, you are a freak, Johnny. So anyway, it ends with him like staring forlornly into the mirror, but not with his eye on his head. It's just a shot of his eye belly button. Anyway, it ends, right? Awesome. No, it did not end. Oh, my God. There is. Post-credits. I mean, there always is. It's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we all know that the new movie Glass just came out, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. And so so it's him, and he has his belly button all rolled up, right? And he goes into a dark hallway, and there's a chair, and it turns around, and it's Samuel L. Jackson, and he's like, (laughs) so... I'm back. And then it's the next movie in the Glass Trilogy. (gasps) Circles then circles. What's in the box? Speaking of circles, that's a great song you should listen to by B.O.B. It's in the Strange Clouds album. People don't talk about how much how great of a person B.O.B. is. I know it's a movie podcast, but B.O.B., that spells Bob for for all all you losers out there. Anyway, (laughs) this has been the Coming of Age podcast. (laughs) Lou's mom is here. Michael is telling him to come yet. Okay, my, Lulu has to go because we are 15-year-olds without cars. Her yeah. mom is here to pick her up. I uh, this everywhere. is the Coming of Age podcast. We are a bunch of dinguses, yeah. and I'm here to tell you to watch Wildlife and to have a funky Monday. I'll see you yeah. later, Mr. Bye. Goldberg. Bye.